before we get into the episode, head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all your favorite beef jerky flavors. I'd recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky gift bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN, all lowercase, to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ice Cold Takes podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiMeglio, and today is the final episode of 2022. And joining me to talk about Alexei Lafreniere being scratched is his father, quote unquote, Snags. Thanks so much for doing this last minute. How are you, man? No, I'm great. Uh, obviously, as his dad and my son being scratched, I was a little unhinged on Twitter the past couple of days, uh, memeing pretty hard. But um, he's back in the lineup. Everything's great. And we're looking at a great new year. Right. Thanks for having it, me. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, again, like I, like I said, I really appreciate you doing it last minute, literally recording this on New Year's Eve. It's 312 in the afternoon, Eastern time. And, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to close out close out 2022 with one last episode so maybe this one will be a little bit shorter um but Alexi Lafreniere is a big it's a big topic and I wanted to talk about it so him being scratched this hasn't happened in uh since last season and we I almost completely forgot that he was scratched last season um he was scratched against in a game against Philly and then the next game he came back and he scored two goals including his signature moment between the legs goal you know what I'm talking about right Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's actually the background on my phone. So, yeah, I do. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So here's to hoping that that will happen again. Um, Initial thoughts on the on the uh, the scratching. I know you were uh, pretty disgruntled, but go ahead and uh, take us through your thoughts on that. You know what? Um, Like like I tell a lot of people, uh, if you believe anything anyone writes on Twitter, um, most of it's just memes. And I memed super hard the last two days. But on this show, I'm going to give like my honest opinions with him, Gallant, whatever we get into. Um, to be completely honest, if you look at the stats, he is having a better year so far than last year. I think he tied or broke his season high in assists just maybe a couple games ago. Um, but he hasn't been playing number one pick hockey. And I know there's a lot that goes into that. He doesn't get power play time. He doesn't play in the top six. He doesn't play with a lot of guys. Uh, like the like you know Hughes and those top players um and I think a big thing too that people don't understand is I I believe he is the only number one pick to ever be drafted by a playoff team I would have to check it but I'm pretty sure he's the only number one pick to ever be drafted by a team that made the playoffs that year so it's a really unique situation um putting all that aside he has to play better um, he has to show that intensity I saw in the playoffs. I want to see, I, w- I want to see stronger on the puck. I want to see him skate. And I think bringing up his skating, that's the number one place he lacks. Um, and I know I could get a lot of heat from Lafreniere lovers. I hope they understand I'm one of his biggest supporters. He's not showing an elite sign in anything. He's not being an elite skater. He's not being elite stick handler. He's not being these things that make these other guys stand out. So I think he has to be told by the organization what they want him to be. Focus on that 
And if it's being an elite, uh, you know, checking player where you're strong on the puck and taking the puck behind the net, whatever it is, he has to focus on. And I think he just, Gallant wants to see him along with us play harder all the time. I 100% agree with that assessment there about his skating. Some would even go as far as saying he's being lazy, to which I would say I don't agree with that. I don't think he's being lazy. I just, it's, uh, to me, it's this very similar to, you know, this conversation around, actually around this time last, last season. I remember, you know, the Rangers had a West Coast road trip, and at some point they played the Golden Knights. And in that game, I counted how many times he touched the puck. And it was only like 20 times that he touched the puck. Whereas a guy like Panarin will have it like 40, 50, 60 times a game, yeah. you know? And I think that has to do with like where he's positioning himself on the ice. And some people have even called that out too. I think Larry Brooks called that out in one of his articles the other day. Um, but s- speed aside, uh, definitely needs to improve on that. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think positionally he could get, he could get a little bit better, but He's also not like horrible at even strength. Like he's one of the best performers on the team in in terms of even strength. Like he's 14 5 on 5 points. He doesn't get any power play time like you said. And you look at other guys around the league that are picked, you know, in the same kind of in the same area like top 5, top 10 picks like Zegris, Jack Hughes, Quinn yeah. Hughes. All those guys get power play time. Lucas Raymond probably. All those guys get power play time. And Lafreniere doesn't. So when you're p- playing only like 12, 13, 14 minutes a night, even strength, you're only going to have so many points. And production-wise at even strength, it compares to certain certain first overall picks like Stamkos. Uh, and um, maybe not like a Crosby or McDavid, but even strength-wise, he's still up there with, with some notable first, first overall picks. I've seen uh, charts or people compare like his goal totals it's it's up there he's got like 36 around 40 goals even strength wise since he's been drafted he has no goals on the power play none no only three career points on the power play so a lot of it i think has to do with with gerard gallant's decision making and initially i'll agree with you i was i was scratching my head at the moment that why is he being scratched in in place of um in place of sammy blay it's not like it's not like the Zach Wilson situation with the Jets in, in football. Mike White is like a capable is better than than Zach Wilson at this moment. Sammy Absolutely. Blay is not better than Alexi Lafreniere. There's no way. There's there's no other way you could look at it. It's just you can't compare the two players. I understand Lafreniere is playing like a little bit lackluster for for his standards and for a first overall pick. But what I don't understand is giving a guy like Sammy Blay opportunity after opportunity. It doesn't make any sense. It's the same same thing that we say, that we always say about Libor Hayek. Why does that guy get uh, opportunity after opportunity? Whereas guys like Lafreniere, Kravtsov are seemingly, you know, have the shortest leash possible, you know? Yeah, I, I, and just to just to say something, it's um, it's interesting, right? Like, I think what people forget is uh, developmentally – we have some really good defensive and goaltender prospects that have prospered on our team. The list goes on though. You remember a guy, uh, Leias Anderson, you know, oh, yeah. you got, you got guys, Vitaly Kratzoff, Kako 
Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere. When you look at those and you specifically take Capo Caco and Alexi Lafreniere, there wasn't a single scout that looked at either of those guys and said, this guy does not deserve to be in the top three. There was a, uh, a, I think it was a TSN broadcast when Kappa was going through where he was going to go and they were showing highlights. Under negatives, they literally listed the word none. They said none. He didn't have a negative. So, okay, and again, a lot of guys go to the NHL. They have to develop. The New York Rangers are maybe the worst team in the league at developing offensive prospects. I mean, I can't think of a team that doesn't put their young players in places to succeed. Now, with Lafreniere, I think it's a little different, and it's hard to do finger-pointing. It's definitely a mix of him not being able to get on the same page and progress how he wants, and the organization not being able to put him on power play one, top six minutes. You listed guys like Zegris, uh, guys like Hughes, uh, guys like Raymond. All those guys went to their team and immediately were put on power play one and top six time. Lafreniere has maybe played one eighth of his shifts in top six time and not a single shift on the top power play because when there's an injury, Hedl goes in, which again, I'm fine with because Hedl's been playing great. But you cannot sit there as a Ranger fan and blame this on Lafreniere. And it's, it's also kind of hard to blame it on the Rangers, but both of them, especially the Rangers, have to hold accountability for their lack of responsibility that they've had to produce these offensive players because the list goes on with guys that haven't produced for us. It's an old school way of thinking with the new school of the NHL. Like, I understand you want them to work for it. And, you know, I didn't, I never understood until I talked to Johnny Lazarus about the Capo Caco scratching. The way I wanted Caco to, to, to feel is different than what the organization wanted him I to, agree. to do. So they wanted him to, to him being scratched to be a, a lesson for him. They didn't want him. I personally would rather him see right now as a young player, that moment, that sour taste in his mouth when he witnesses the Tampa Bay lightning winning the Eastern conference final, the handshake line, and that feeling of, I have to do all of this and come back next year. I would want him to do that. I couldn't agree but, more. Right. But take a look at how he's played this year. He's <laughs> looked so damn good. Yes, he has, bro. He look, he has looked the best the best he's ever, he's ever had. And people will roll their eyes at me and say, well, he's not getting the goals. He is like the, the most, the, the unluckiest forward the Rangers have this year. Did you see the, in the shootout? He, he, the hell out of Andre Vasilevsky. His jock strap was in the 15th row. Like, if it weren't for that that piece of iron in the in the in the the net, that the Rangers win that game. He completely he, fooled him. He's gonna get there, man. I mean, all you have to do is watch the games to realize that he is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he could be more on the brink of breaking out. And I know it's so frustrating for Ranger fans that he's not scoring. But what what is he? 22. Guy's mm -hmm. 22 years old. A lot of Ranger fans think that the guy's much older than he is because he started with us so young. I mean, same thing for Hedl, the, but yeah. How, okay, how old's Artemi Panarin? Panarin's is he, like 30 or 31. 34. Or yeah, yeah, like thir 31, right? Yeah. So yeah. this guy is nine years older 
than Capo Caco. Just think about that. Think about how insane that is, man. That's nine years of experience. That's nine years of ships, nine years of shooting, nine years of seeing the ice. I can't even imagine where these guys are going to be in nine years. And I think it would be such an unbelievable mistake to give up on them so early. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it, the steps it took to get Kako to become who he is right now, it doesn't make any sense. Like all the time he was scrat, all the time he was moved up the lineup, down the lineup, in the middle of the lineup, power play time, no power play time. You're benched. You're not benched. You're playing. You're not playing. This year has been the, the development for Kako, I'll give it an A. Honestly, Gallant has rode him out. He's given him opportunity after opportunity. You know, he makes that mistake against the Islanders. And instead of benching him like David Quinn would have, obviously, so obviously would have done, he lets him play and he comes through with the game-winning goal. Absolutely. That is what we need to have happen for Lafreniere. And yes. I think they are hoping that scratching him is going to do the same thing as it did for, for, for Kako. Yeah, I agree. But this, all the other steps that came before, they make no sense. Absolutely no sense. You could have just let him play in the same same damn spot in the top six, and if he still played the way that he's playing, that, that Lafreniere is playing right now, okay, then it'd be like, no demotion, you're sitting for tonight. Then come back in the next game and prove us wrong. That's what it should have been. It shouldn't be, all right, let me put you on the third line. Now let me put you on the fourth line. Oh, let's put you back up to the first line for seven games. Plays his best hockey. Then, all right, let's put you down to the third round, third line with Barkley Goudreau. <laughs> Like it's all over the place and it's the same thing for the rest of the team too. It's not even just limited to the, to the, um, to the, to the young guys like Edel, Kako, Lafreniere, Kravtsov. It's not even, it's not even limited to those guys. Like right now, Gerard Glant, the, the, the line was, I might change the lines by the time I get down to the end of the hallway. Dude, it's because it's true. And listen, um, I'm going to say something that's probably super unpopular for people listening, but it's only because I'm 31 years old. I've watched a lot of Ranger hockey. Um, Gerard Gallant is the right coach for the New York Rangers. I believe, I believe he's the right coach, maybe at the wrong time. I think they had to get him, so they got him. And I think one of his biggest flaws in my eyes is how he handles young players. I think that with Kako, it's working out. I don't know if it works out for everyone, and it's an in-my-opinion type thing. I just don't like how he handles them. I don't like that he gives insane leashes to older players, and, and he kind of is like, oh, you got to earn this. It's like the guy's the number one pick, man. I mean, there's a point where you got to put him in the top six. You got to put him on the number one power play, and th- not to mention our number one power play is not acting like a number one power play. What are they? Oh, what are they one in 19, some insane stat? You, this, can someone tell him he's allowed to change the power play lines? I don't know if he knows that. I think he only thinks he could change even straight lines. Right. Does it really hurt us to take like a guy like Trocek or Kreider out of there for, I don't know, two or three games and put like Heedle or Kako or one of these young guys, give him a chance? I think Larry Brooks wrote about it yeah. that uh, Lafreniere is a great uh, eyes on the ice. Why is he not playing out there? And uh, getting a little off track, the other thing that, I like, I don't like Galant for is his line changing. Mm-hmm. I posted a tweet 
today about him saying he hates changing lines and he's laughing during it because he he knows how ridiculous it sounds man like there is no way that a, more than a third of the way through the season we don't even have a set line i think the only two players that have set spots on our lineup are mika and fox other than that every <laughs> single player is thrown into a blender he hits the button and he picks he picks uh names out and then if he picks a kid in the top six he throws it back into the blender it's insane dude i don't, I don't know why it's so hard I, I mean in my eyes if i had to pick off the top of my head i always end up screwing this up thinking about it but i would put Kreider, zabanajed kako and i would put panarin trocheck and lafreniere and please just leave it for more than one hour like give it a 20 game period and see what comes of it i mean how much damage can it do to just try We've come full circle. Those are what the lines are pretty close to right now. Like the the full at the beginning of the year, those were the lines. It was Panera, it was a uh, Zaban, Kreider's Kreider Zabanajad Kako, then Panarin, Trocheck, and and Vitali Kravtsov. That is what it is right now in practice. Then it was Lafreniere on the third line with Heedle and. I don't know who originally was the the right winger. Maybe it was VZ at the beginning. How of the can year, you but... remember? They change every ten minutes. I know. I, I can't even think Real. about who was where and what was think, what. You know what's crazy? Last year, think of how many times fans were calling for all these line changes that even <laughs> shrank, and he didn't budge a single time. It's because he has a burner account, and he hears it now, and he's like, "I'm going to stick it to him. Right. I'm going to mix these lines up." Last year, he didn't make enough. This year, he's making way too many. So it's like it's the Goldilocks of the three bears syndrome. Like honestly, we need some consistency. I understand that he's saying that. Wait, what was that word? What did you just say? What word? Consistency. That's why some guy just got scratched last. That's never mind. Right. Never mind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man! But like these lines here, Kreider's advantage at Kako was people. The analytics people have been calling for it. Mercogliano has been calling for it. That was our best line. Because it's a good line. It is a good line. It's just because just because they're not they weren't getting the puck luck doesn't mean that they're bad lines. No, it's gonna come. It's gonna come eventually. You just got to keep doing the things that were that were working, and the puck's gonna go in eventually. But you have to keep working. You keep making a constant effort at it. You don't just keep cycling the puck or whatever. You know, owning time. You have to do all the right things too. I think back to what Valley said after that Chicago game, where like luck comes when you put the put the effort in. I don't know if you saw that. I need that clip, but uh, Valaket was talking about how you earn the luck. You earn it when you're playing. Yeah, it's a direct the right correlation. Way. The harder you work, the more lucky you get. And if you think it's the other way around, go try to not work hard. You won't right. get lucky. It doesn't happen. Right. You need to do all the right things. Right now, I'm seeing Kako do all the right things. I'm seeing Kravtsov play really, really well. Like, yeah, he played great. Unbelievable. That, thir- that third line, I wish they could keep that that line together. I would almost It could stop. if they took yeah. Laffy and made him the number two right winger. Exactly. If anyone from the Rangers organization is hearing this, take Lafreniere and make him your number two right winger, and we will be successful. Honestly, it's like... I think if I had to make a prediction, I think that's the next move that Gallant makes. That's a that's a bold statement because there's I think I did the math last night. There's 987 more combos he has right. to go for, through yeah. to put that together. Right, and it involves it involves uh, Goudreau getting top six ice time. <laughs> yeah, and Sammy Blaze. Yeah, and Sammy Blaze getting back with uh, Kreider and Zabanajad. <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah, uh, but honestly, honestly, like Gauthier, uh, Kravtsov, and Hedl worked really, really well. I like what I saw. Small sample size, only one game, but they worked. All three of those guys played outstanding. They were our best forwards for sure. In, all in year, Godier has been playing great. I mean, I meme about him so all the time on breakaways, but he has honestly been probably one of our more consistent players. I mean, he doesn't have the points there, but again, if you're just stat watching, like, what's the point of like actually watching the game? If you watch the game, you can see Godier work. He works hard, man. He's like a perfect third or fourth liner for us right now. Like the skills that he brings and the fact that, but the fact that he doesn't, you know, get the puck in the back of the net, but he draws penalties, man. He changes momentum. So that the, uh, the way it's supposed to work is he changes momentum so that our top guys ride that momentum and capitalize yep. on it. Go, go in what, the offensive zone and cycle the puck. That is your job. Right, right. And they the the top guys have to start scoring at even strength. Like Kreider's advantage had have, have hit a funk recently, and Dude. the power wow. play is not doing well either. So where's the goals coming from? You need to score. So they those guys got to wake up. And it's I know the the team is eight and three in their last eleven, but they could be play. I'll agree with Glant there. I think they could be playing so much better. Yeah, you so hit much the nail better. on the head there. They can. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Playing way better. I mean, th- listen, we're going against Vasilevsky, guys, and saying you can't score one even strength goal and expect to win the game. I mean, mm-hmm. if we did win that game, it was like we stole it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we played pretty well, but again, you have to start putting the pucks in the net. And like, I love Zabanajad, and it, if you talk any sort of smack about him, you get absolutely canceled everywhere. But the guy just has to start producing 5v5. He had that goal in the Lightning game, even strength. I think it was his first even strength goal in what, like 13 11, or something games? 11 that's games, a, I think. That's a long time for a number one center, man. I, and I get he's a great two-way player. He's probably the best overall player on our team besides Igor he, and Fox. He, overall, he's amazing. But we need him to start scoring, man. And mm-hmm. like... Kreider and him getting back together. I mean, I like it. Kreider, what, has the most goals on our team. So I understand it. I love Kako on that line. I just think one more move into the top six, 
I, I, I can't even imagine who it would be. But if he gets there, my son, we mm-hmm. might be able to do something with it. I'd love to see him get the chance for an extended streak. Listen, if he gets 20 games there and he doesn't produce, scratch him, take him off. But give him a chance, man. Right. It's got to be more than got to be more than what they did before. Like the 15, they look fine. They look fine through 15 games. And honestly, <laughs> I don't know why that they, they, why he decided to change everything. It was just because they, the puck luck wasn't there. I was totally, totally confident in that team, but people were flipping out that, you know, the results weren't there. I thought they were fine. It just, we're number it, one yeah. in the league in post hits, right? So oh, if, yeah. If, oh, yeah. if a quarter or a third of them in the beginning of the season went in, do those lines even get changed? I don't know. Right. I they they might. I, I, that's the thing. And like, yeah, it's it sucks that they hit and went out. But if a quarter, a fifth of them went in, you know, we lose a lot of those games by one or two goals. We end up winning those games. Are the lines the same? Like, what mm-hmm. happens? I don't know. Trocheck Trocheck hit like fifteen posts. I swear. I swear. I don't know yeah. what the actual stat is on him, but ever since then. He's like completely missing the net now. Like it's just <laughs> every time the Rangers miss a shot, like I could close my eyes and just and just bet that it's Trocheck and it's probably him. My dad calls him post check. So yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um but yeah, too many line changes, I'd say, right now. I think the the reason I'm saying that Lafreniere might go back in on that line for Krabs, if Kravsov like starts playing really well. Then yeah, keep him there. Obviously, like if he gets points or whatever. But remember how like Kravtsov started and on the fourth line when he put him back in when Glenn put him back in. Yeah. And then he was talking about his perfect lines, and it was all about Kravtsov just becoming more comfortable. And then he made the change. Like he wanted him to earn it. He wanted him to earn it. So maybe it's going to be the same thing with Lafreniere. I'm. I want to hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. But. I like Kravtsov, but if you flip flop, if you flip Lafreniere and Kravtsov, I think it'll, I think it'll still work. But you got to put Gauthier with with Hedl and, uh, and Kravtsov because that obviously worked. And I loved I loved Trocheck, Kreider, and VZ together. I love that third line. I thought that was, was great. Was VZ? Uh, I can't remember today. Was he on the third line with uh, Hedl and uh, Lafi? I'm gonna check right now. I think he was right. I, I, I mean, listen, I love VZ, and I think he's doing a great job for his PTO. But I would really like Godier to stay up there. I just his speed is such a game changer, man. I would love to know his penalties per sixty, drawn penalties per sixty. It has to be high. Oh. It has to be up there, man. Godier, it's like yeah. it's it's among the the best in the league. I've That's what I'm saying. It. Like, if, if you ask me, uh, like off the off the top of my head, I'd probably say it's like top ten in the league. Like, and it that's it's amazing. I'm looking at it on Natural Stat Trick right now. So penalties drawn per sixty. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh wait, this is on ice. Hang on, I got to change. It has to, dude, he has yeah. to be like top ten. It's it's definitely first on the Rangers for sure. Actually, yeah, so it's 2.33 penalties drawn per 60. That's insane. <laughs> That's, That's nuts, nuts, man. The guy's He's... a workhorse. He he try, he he works hard. And if Gallant truly believes in consistency and working hard, I don't know why he's not getting that time in the on the third line. Ironically, second, not including Dryden Hunt, who only played three games for us, but second on the list is Sammy Blay with uh, – 1.83, I believe. 1.83 penalties drawn per 60. So, interesting. But, 
Goche draws a crap ton of penalties. Man. I know, like, man. Yeah, that's his. That's his biggest attribute. I've always said that too. Like, you, you got to keep someone like that in the lineup. But especially last year when the team was uh, when the team was so heavily reliant on the the their uh, power play unit. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm looking at the lines today. Colin Stevenson. Um. Third line is Lafreniere, Heedle, and VZ. I just really would like to see Godier there, man. I, yeah, I, I know, right? Again, I would like he's to see Lafreniere on the second line, but if he's going to be on the third with Heedle, Godier just fits that spot. Yeah. I need I need uh, Lafreniere to come into his own and start, you know, taking matters into his own hands. Like, there's – I, I want him to play. I want him to play, but I also want him to, to play well, and I know he's capable of that. We remember when he did that when he when he was scratched last year. He came back and he went on a tear from the from that moment until the playoffs for his standards at least. At least, like he he scored. I think it was like seven goals. I think between the time he was scratched and the end of the season, and which is which is nuts for him. And he chipped in in the playoffs, and everyone was raving about like, was it you that posted the clip of John Cooper? giving praise yeah well uh someone had posted it and then i just like shared it but yeah it was him going through the line saying you guys got a great team hey i think he said hey laffy you guys have a great team like and i think cooper was the guy who said uh he sat up there when we got eliminated and he said listen that guy galan he'll be up here sitting in the same spot in a couple years um you know it's it's not a mystery that the rangers are very talented they just need to start scoring 5v5. That's their biggest weakness right now. If they can break through and start, first of all, hitting the net, and second of all, scoring 5v5, they'll be in a great spot. I said a few weeks ago that the Rangers, the team was in, like when the team was in shambles, they desperately needed a hot streak to get them out of there. They've gotten the hot streak. Now, to get them to contender status, the kids got to start pulling their weight. Like Heedle, Kako, and they were doing a lot of the work in in that uh in that eight game winning streak, but they gotta have to if if Panarin and Zabanajad and Kreider still can't score at five v five, they're gonna have to start getting those even strength goals because we know they're not gonna get the power play goals because they're not very on the power play. No, the, the so, power play's kind of got like figured out. I think is what like you were getting at is like right. they got two plays. They got Panarin shoots uh middle uh, right ice, and then they have Zabanajad taking a one timer. Right? Yeah, they try the this little weird like. Kreider to Trocheck type deal, but it just like either Trocheck misses or Kreider mishandles the puck. And I, I just, I can't, I don't like that play. I don't like that set play. I, I think it's maybe worked like once this year where Trocheck's got a little one timer and it's went in from Kreider. I mean, I, I really don't understand what I would like a reporter to ask Galant why he is against the uh, change of a player on the power play. I, I maybe it's uh, side sideness of the stick, like a righty or a lefty. I I don't he's know. I just want I just righties. want him to say it. You know what I mean? He's got I, four I want to know righties. Why. He's got four righties on one unit, so it's not the handedness. Like uh, he he was actually he was asked about that. I think Mercogliano asked about it, and he just said, "No, no one's being changed for the foreseeable future." Yeah, it's just like really, man. Like nothing. It it's terrible too because there's not a single left-handed player on our team that deserves to be on the number one unit. Definitely not our first round, uh, you know, number one overall pick. Who's oh wait, he's a lefty. Like give him a. Ch- I just don't, man. It's like that's the thing when I was saying that I don't. The things I don't like about Gallant, like 
He's got to earn it. Give him a shot, bro. Like, you know how much confidence he could gain from that? Like, I, I don't know. It's just that kind of bothers me about him, man. Like, just give him a chance. I just don't get it's it. It's got to be a whole lot more than just swapping one player because the Rangers don't really use the bumper. Like, Trocek is barely used. Like, he doesn't touch yeah. the puck a lot in on the power play. So what would have to have what would have to happen is like you'd have to take off like Panarin or uh yeah you'd have to take off Panarin or Zabanajad and Trocheck like and yeah and then and then, and, and then at that point I I wouldn't personally I wouldn't do it unless you just take Trocheck out and put Heedle or Laffy there just to like mm-hmm. just to like mix up a player on the ice maybe give a different feel maybe have him wander out a little bit instead of sitting on that bumper, maybe wander to the boards, give Panarin an extra guy to pass to, to pass back like a little umbrella. I don't know. Like, listen, I'm not, I'm not an NHL hockey coach. This isn't what I'm paid for, but if our power plays one for, you know, 16 or whatever they are, like maybe the guy who's paid to do it should take action. What's the definition of madness? Sending the same Mm -hmm. thing out every time and expecting different results. I mean, Mm -hmm. we might have to switch that up a little bit. Yeah. The, the power play has not been working, and uh, I'm trying to find that that quote here. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, from a McCragliano article. He wrote, has Gallant given any thought to diversifying with a left-handed shooter such as Hito Kako or Lafreniere? No, he said. These guys are too good to put somebody else in there right now. Okay. Yeah, they look great right now. That's yeah, they're great. great. They're, they're only on, one man. for its last 14, and uh, yeah, it's it's not good. 0 That's for 5 leash. against the Caps and uh, 0 for whatever against the Lightning. That's the leash thing I was talking about. I right. mean, like, yeah, I, I, what was I, what was I, we were, I was just watching the game with my dad and uh, someone, oh, it was like, uh, you know, Sammy Blaze uh, one timer missed the net. In my head, oh, the first yeah, thing yeah. I thought is I go, God forbid Kako or Lafreniere did that. The guy'd be on the fourth line in literally one second. Like, that's how it feels like. And I know if I feel it, I know the players feel that, man. And, like, you just got to – I just wish you would ease up on them a little bit. Maybe give them a little bit more of a leash and Mm -hmm. maybe, just maybe, sprinkle them on the power play one. Who knows what confidence Kako could get from throwing him out there for two shifts on a power play. And, like, you could just change it back if it doesn't work. I don't don't know. I don't know what the issue is. It's all mentality, I think, from both sides, from the players like Lafreniere and Kako or Hedl or whatever and Kravtsov and on the coaching staff, too, like Gallant and and even you can even consider management. Like I would consider Jury to be part of like the new gang of uh, new up and coming like NHLers and stuff like that. The GMs, the, the front office, like I would consider Jury to be more of the smarter one. Gallant is definitely more of the older of the older crew. So. Um, I think that's why, like he's staying. He's so stubborn. Like I, I he's said a couple. School. Yeah, he's old school. I said a couple weeks ago that Glant will ride the same thing. Like even if the team, if the team is winning, but they're playing really poorly. Um, uh, but he's he's since changed that. Like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Now yeah. it's like if it's if they're if it's uh, if it's not broke, then I'm I'm gonna fix it now. If it it's gets like scuffed, the whole thing's changing. It's right? Like, yeah. Come on. If man. there's one blemish, then we're we're changing this whole thing up. Like, yeah, I understand. There's there's gonna be a lot. Like the kid line was a good example. They they had a lot of energy, but they gave up a crap ton of chances. I know, a lot of chances. Defensively, little, yeah. Defensively, it leaves a lot to be desired. I could understand changing that up, but like if you have Panarin or. Uh, 
like a Kreider Zibanejad and Kako or Lafreniere Mika Kako. That would fine. I thought that was great. I did too. Like, oh man, that was just, uh, it was such a bummer because I love, I love seeing those guys together. It's what it needed to be for a while. Uh, Rob Luker posted all the time. I don't know how, I don't know how you got the right answer. You did the wrong steps, but you got the right answer. I don't know how you did it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when it's like when you're like a math teacher and you get right. a kid's yeah, paperback yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the steps are wrong, but they got the right answer. It's like this dude definitely cheated. 100%. I don't know how, but you did the wrong steps, but got the right answer. That's exactly what Gerard Glant is this year. That's exactly what it is. Like for that eight game winning streak, I don't know how he got those line combinations, but he did. And uh, the Rangers won eight in a row uh, or seven or whatever it was, eight of nine. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah. then they hit that one speed bump, and he just cha- he just changed everything after that first period against uh, I can't even remember who it was. Was it the the Lightning or uh, no? Before the Lightning game, that, after, yeah, the Capitals. After that first period or period and well, a half, he just switched, and it was like, oh man, it's like yeah, that that I didn't understand either. I'd have I have more. I don't understand that more than I don't understand the Lafreniere scratching actually now because you know it was one bad game. An ugly game after a break. You know, you expect to see some rust, right? Even Lafreniere said it. I felt rusty. It wasn't my best game. He said that. I, I'm, I'm certain that a lot of the players felt the same way, too. If you ask, like, Adam Fox or whatever, he would say the same thing. Also, he did not have a good game in that one. I no, looked at his stats. It was not good for Adam Fox. He's on my uh, fantasy team, and I could tell you right now, he did not have a good game on that one right. when he usually yep. does. Right. So... The to me, I would have just stuck with, I would have just burned the tape. That's why I posted the clip of John Tortorella saying we suck from head to toe and we need to move by it. That's a message. Like honestly, I would have just done that, burned the tape. All right, that game didn't happen, guys. Uh, you guys are all bag skating, and uh, this isn't gonna happen again, right? Right. And then you go into Tampa Bay and you put up a performance like that, and Bob's your uncle. You don't have to look make any line changes. You know. <laughs> yeah, I I think it was definitely an overreaction i think even the right. players after the game um again I, it's hard to think back a couple days but i think even them right after the game their reaction was like listen bad game chalk it up to a bad game we're gonna forget about it move past it and then i watched Galant's interview because i watch every interview every day that it's posted and his interview was like so different it, you know we played terrible and these guys didn't give effort and Lafreniere wasn't the only guy but if you want to pick him and I'm sitting there I'm like this seems like a tad bit of an overreaction and I think it was but listen I mean he's the coach he made the decision I hope Lafie comes back tomorrow and has a hat trick but I mean and and again I'm sure if he does I'll have eight million tweets telling me that I was a moron so it's it's what it is I mean listen you in in uh, the sense of the word, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't as a coach. Yeah, I swear, I hope I hope that from here on out, Lafreniere never gets healthy scratched again for the rest of his Same. career. For the rest Same. of his career. I, I, I hope this is it. I hope this is, his, his, this is his moment where he realizes his full potential. Screw everybody in the organization. I'm <laughs> Alexi Lafreniere. I, I had 120-something points for Ramuski. I'm better than everybody. I'm going to go play my game. That's what I want to see have happen. Like, I want to see that happen. I, I want to see that that all these kids play that they the way they were in juniors. And, Taco and starting them. Yeah. Wherever yes. they are, wherever they were, they came from. Um, and, you know, just forget about, forget about who's ahead of you on the depth chart. Forget about it. Just 
play the way that you've always played for the for the majority of your life. Don't don't play the way the <laughs> don't play the way the Rangers are asking you to play. Like. <laughs> uh, I knew what you were gonna say, and I was like, yeah, he's gonna say it anyway. That's true. I mean, be who you were, man. Don't try to fit the system. Go and be the player why they drafted. They drafted you because you were a certain type of player. Go be that player. David Quinn wouldn't let that happen, but Gerard Glant might. <laughs> for as much as we say, as much as we talk crap about him, how he may or may not be the coach for the team, Gerard Glant is a player's coach, and he is going to let you like, go, my, my, my grasshopper, <laughs> my fellow friend, whatever. The world is your oyster or whatever. True. If, if, uh, if David Quinn was the coach, Vitaly Kravtsov would have been benched after he tried that between the legs move on who was it Orlov and against uh, the Capitals he got knocked down on it but he still tried it and then he came back and he did it on Victor Hedman Victor Hedman and he made him look like a like a, a traffic code I know it was great and every time you say uh, Quinn's name I get heartburn so I know, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> I know man I know yeah he wasn't he wasn't the guy for us but yeah and again I will Good. say I do meme a lot, but I believe Gerard Gallant is the right coach for the New York Rangers. He might be the right coach in the wrong time, but I think we're going to keep him for a while. And I think that in a year and a half, two years, when we are deep playoff pushing and we are in our quote window, we will all look back and go, wow, I'm really glad he stayed with the team because once those kids are older and he's not treating them like kids anymore and he's treating Othman like a kid instead, uh, it's like, then we're there. And I hope we just get there. Like I was telling Statboy Steven when I was tweeting him, I hope when we are on the ship going to that playoff window that the people that I like and that I hope are still here, like Kako, Heedle, and Lafreniere are still on the boat. Yeah. I'll take it one step further and say I hope they're like the, the, the guys, the engines of that boat, making yeah. it move. Honestly. True. True. Because we know the captains of the boat. We know it's Panarin. We know it's Zibanejad. We know it's Truba and Fox. Igor, Igor Shesterkin. But who's making it move? You know what I mean? Those are, the guys that make sure, those, those are the guys that are making sure everything goes right. That get us, get us, get us the goal when we need it. Everything's got to move. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Snags, thanks so much for joining me this week, uh, today, New Year's Eve. Um, 40 minutes it's turned into. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was, it didn't even feel like it. I felt like I just sat down. Right. So I, I, I appreciate right. you hitting me up and having me on. And uh, anytime you need someone, I always moon the chat, especially after my son gets scratched. So <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Ice cold takes fans. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you to all the followers, all the subscribers on YouTube. Uh, make sure you guys go check out old city sports network. Going to have some more stuff on there. That's not limited to just Philadelphia sports, although it may seem like it is. Uh, that's going to extend to possibly Giants territory, New York Jets territory. God forbid we get an Islanders show. I'm going to pick on uh, every now and then. But, yeah, we have big things planned for Old City Sports Network. Ice Cold Takes for sure is coming back next year in 2023. Uh, thanks once again to everybody, and uh, take care, and have a happy new year. Hey, Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. 
No! 